1: W E E I. Get Boston
3: sports original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app.
0: You know I've recognized the importance of uh, not not being short sighted. Um, you know around trade opportunities and ensuring that uh,
1: you know while I'm comfortable making difficult bold decisions, I also need to
0: make responsible decisions that you know kind of impact us in the longer term. Uh, you know, I don't think at this point it makes sense to sacrifice future wins in favor of, of wins in 2024 exclusively. Obviously, what we're looking to do is achieve both. Um, but, you know, there will be a timeline and um, in, in, in a moment where it does make sense to, to sacrifice long-term wins for for the short term. I don't think we're living in that
2: moment right now.
0: Right, that was Craig Breslow with R. Rob Bradford on uh, the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, 11.04 Gresham Fourier. Uh, so this is, so basically, Red Sox fans, he just told you that they're going to finish in last place again. Oh, he just told you, and this is so funny, like how the, how the message has changed. I think that's what stands out to me the most, and that's what irritates me the most, is suddenly when the dust is settled and free agency is coming to an end and, you know, and and camp is right around the corner, and Lou will be joining us every Friday. I think starting next week. Oh, right? that's right. So it's like suddenly it's like whoa. Well, you know, I gotta be responsible. You know, and and uh, you know, I'm not gonna. You know, I gotta. I can't be. I can't be. You know, have a short term like point of view. Like I can't sacrifice what. Uh, you know, what was he? What did he say? Uh, I can't sacrifice future wins in favor of uh, wins for 2024 season. Like. You're, it's it's just it's literally a white flag. It's literally they're just telling you, hey, all that all that noise and all that you know goodwill and all that positivity and all that full throttle and there's no limitations because that was Sam Kennedy, no limitations. You, hey, oh yeah, pocketbook is open. All that stuff was bogus. Yeah. And the f- closer we get to the season crash, it just literally makes me laugh. Like, I stop it already. I mean, like, I think they think that. Red Sox fans are stupid, gullible, sheep. Like, they're just going to follow and go to the games no matter what. You can have another sellout; You make a bunch of money. They're going to buy all your beer. It is amazing that flip that has happened. And it feels like overnight. Well, you know, I mean, we had those numbers the other day from uh, Bill Sparrows of the, you know, the, if you look at it compared to 2018 when you won it all, there's only about an 8% drop in attendance. You're still at over 2.5 million people, which in the world of Big League Baseball you're still making a ton of money and filling the ballpark. I mean, it's amazing. Because, you know, here's the other part of this too, right? In a down year, aren't you supposed to want to watch your superstar? Because let's go back in time. Last year, everything around Rafi Devers, oh, my God. You let Xander Bogarts go. You let this person go. Everybody was screaming, you have to Have to give the third baseman, you've got to turn around and go give that guy $330 million because Rafi Devers is the star. Well, aren't you jacked up to watch the star? Or is that even waned or subsided and it was in the moment of the, by God, you got to pay this guy because you didn't pay the other one. So I would like to think that there are still some Red Sox fans that were screaming about that to be like, oh, at least I got Devers to go watch. You know, it's so funny. I feel like the whole saying, under promise, over, over deliver, Absolutely. Okay? like they did just the opposite. Like what they should have been doing. Tom Warner they, didn't do anybody any favors with the full throttle. No, line. they should have been setting reasonable expectations. Like whatever you think is reasonable, go lower than that. You know what I would have said? You know what? Listen. Uh, this place is a mess. There's a lot I need to fix. I can't spend a lot of money uh, until next year. So we're going to have to win from within. Our young guys are going to have to get uh, get good in a hurry. Uh, and, you know, we're going to have to make do with the pitching staff that we have. Because, guys, tough division. They're spending money. We can't do it right now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to slow play this. So don't think that we're going to the playoffs. Instead, it was... It was like, you expect fireworks, no limitations, whatever you need. I'm going to give it to you. Fresh new voice. This guy's a super nerd, but he played the game. Look how different it is. Isn't this awesome? Like, it's just the same old script over and over and over again. They just change the font. That's all they do. They, They throw out the same old script with the same people and the same message, and they just change the font. But is it collaborative? (laughs) <laughs> that's what's missing. <laughs> Collaboration. They should have said collaborative. Oh, I man. really wonder how I really honest to God wonder like what Alex Cora is thinking right now. It's the same old thing. You know what? It's yeah, the I, same thing. I, I I, don't talk to him the way you do. Uh, but if I'm Alex Cora, I'm looking around. Where's my next gig going to be? He's in his last year here. He is set up to, I mean, seriously, in terms of Cora, If this team, and maybe they'll get a couple of late signings, somebody texts in there's 60 million under the tax threshold or whatever. So there's somebody on, you know, February 9th. Hey, I'll pitch for food. they probably bring that guy in. If it's a veteran who didn't end up, you know, finding a seat at the table or whatever. But if you're Alex Cora and you win what? 75 games this year. That's pretty damn good job. I think we go in with different expectations where you're hoping or praying to God that Alex Cora can be the wizard and figure out to make a run or at least be better than average, respectable, whatever in the world it would be. But in reality, he's in the final year of his deal, and they're doing nothing really to help him. So I don't go in screaming, wow, this manager can't get 83 wins. Then by God, he stinks. Look at what he's dealing with. If the guy wins 75 games, he should probably get an extension. But instead, I kind of feel like it's either going to be the, okay, there's going to be a uh, an unamicable split at some point during the year, maybe, where you're moving on early, and Alex goes back to ESPN and does great there, or at the end of the year, it's the, yeah, okay, enough for me. He'll go into free agency and go get the best job out there. That's If I'm Cora, that's what it, I'm thinking. It, it, I don't think it's a surprise, Gresh. Um, that Breslow's been doing a lot of interviews. Uh, Warner's coming out there and saying, well, you know, I probably shouldn't have used that phrase. Winter weekend is coming up. Let me reset the bar, everybody. And we'll be let there me, tomorrow, by the way. I do believe yeah. Kevin Curtis, yeah, and the whole crew yeah, they'll will be, be live. There, yeah. Let me reset the bar because there's been a lot of rumors going around. And uh, no, no, no. You guys have been the ones talking like this. So I do think there's an emphasis like to, like, hey, oh, oh, oh. Listen, just so everybody knows, like the, the quote from Breslau was the best one. It was like, well, you know, we're not really going to spend. We're not really going to do any of that stuff. We're not going to sacrifice for wins this year. And look, there is a part of me that does understand that It I, what I want to know is that if, this te- if the young players start to show something, will they then say, okay, we got to go get this vet or that vet, and even at this point, I'm kind of unsure on all of that. Uh, Sean McAdam and uh, Chris Cotillo do a, a podcast over at uh, Mass Live, those guys do a good job on the Fenway Rundown. And they had on former Red Sox assistant GM Zach Scott. Um, and he recalled his experience, uh, not only working with John Henry, was Heim Bloom fired because he wasn't passionate enough. You have an ownership group that as we just talked about looks uh unlikely to uh, pull the trigger here's a little bit from uh, Zach Scott with McAdam and Catillo
3: what I'll say is one thing I've always thought about John and what made him a what made him a good owner when I was there was that he hired someone to do that job and then he let them do that job he didn't um you know he, he if you like I said you you had to convince him that this was the right thing but if you did, He'd do it, you know, and I think there's no better example of that than, um, you know, Dave Dombrowski with Chris Sale, the Chris Sale contract, which obviously didn't work out. So, you know, I'm not saying this to 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 make a negative statement about Dave. It's a des- these decisions don't always work out, but you know, that was something that fell right into kind of the typical, you know, similar to what I
0: mentioned about John Lester, where, like this Nick, is a scary can we just stop this right now? Can I ask a question? And I'm I'm going to pull a line from Gerard Mayo here to make the point. You don't Ger- see color? Gerard Mayo mentioned the word diversity, okay? Yeah. <laughs> There's diversity in terms of skin color, hiring practices, stuff like that. Then there is diversity of thought. There's two different... So where is the diversity of thought... With anyone within the Red Sox. Now, that guy, Zach Scott, doesn't work here anymore. And I don't want to sound like I'm picking on him. But why is it that every person that John Henry seems to hire and have in a near position of power ends up speaking as if they're doing a PowerPoint presentation for com on how their their, uh, website will grow 9% year over year and 17% two years over two years? Why is it every person in that organization sounds like a robot? Ooh, ooh, Mr. Fourier. Because the they're all Ivy League super nerds that are used to dealing with that type of corporate message and that tone. And they're they not met- human. Uh, and they mentioned Dombrowski, and maybe Dombrowski was too far the other way. But is there at least one person? How about this? Is there a Dan Campbell in the pay in the, in the Red Sox organization? You out of your mind. Not, not they would s- never let a meathead in the building. But that but the diversity of thought. They're all programmed the same way. Well, you know, when we did the Vythagrian theorem, and presented it to John Henry in a way where we turned it up. It's like, oh, my God. And this guy doesn't work for the organization anymore. But tell me when you're listening to that that this dude didn't sound like Heim Bloom and, and, uh, all, and right Craig Breslow. So, so the hyenas better get out of the way. Uh, I, okay, that might be an extreme, but you understand my diversity of uh, thought. Is it, there anybody it, there who's like, guys, can we think like baseball people for once? But it, it's it's like the, the nerds have taken over baseball, and this is the way they speak. And I know we got to go because so, we do have um, we Razor, razor up. coming up. Yeah. But the part that we didn't get to, and don't even worry about playing it because I'll just paraphrase it real quickly. In order to get John Henry to to do what you wanted to do as a GM, as an example being Dave Dombrowski and Chris Sale, Dave Dombrowski had to walk into John Henry's office and bang his fist on the desk and convince him. You had to convince him. Oh, there you go. Had to convince him, right? Had to convince him. And you know what? Dave Dombrowski, I would say, even though he's not like Dan Campbell screaming and red-faced, He's the closest thing to a Dan Campbell type that has run through this organization in a while because, A, the ball's to go in there and do it, and, B, the fact that he had conviction in doing so to go out there and try to spend all this so money So that's and the stuff. case... I if wonder if these guys if even want to spend... If that's the case, so is Haim Bloom, like, too passive? Is he tentative? Does he Is he scared of John Henry? Does he not push his own weight around? Or was he giving... Strict marching orders before he was even hired. So why would he even bother? Because when he was fired, part of his so uh, perceived blind spot is that he couldn't pull the trigger when he needed to. Love the prospects. Okay, right? Love, loves the prospects. But okay, so I got to hire this guy. Got to, got to get this guy. So was there a? Were you just unwilling to go bang your fist on the desk and tell John Henry we got to spend the money? And is Craig Breslow going to have to deal with the same thing? Have they basically said that the bank is closed? Do it. This is how. In order to take this job, this is what you have to do. And that's where I lean because all these other guys turned down the job. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that took it. The search went on forever. So, to me, it, it's just it's a red flag. It is a red flag. And if the the guy that's in charge of picking all the players and paying all the players is already telling you. We ain't going out and spending any money or anybody because it's going to cost so much money and we're not just going to be all in on 2024. Mm. I don't need them to be all in on 2024. I need them to make it look like they've got a plan to where even if it were... A Jordan Montgomery type or something like that, which, again, has become too rich for their blood. They've already told you their plan. Hey, this is a guy that can be here for a couple of years. Their plan is to hope that the young players in AAA and the young players like a Tristan Casas Okay, actually take like five to ten more steps forward. So, basically, this year is a Red Sox cross your fingers. Yeah, year. it's like it was last year. God. Pray to God. Yeah. Hey, Cora, develop this crazy slogan where it's you against the world and make all the guys like adopt it but kind of keep it secret but not really. Ooh, I have the Cora. I have the Cora. F it. What does he do? F it. That's I'm what telling should be, you, F it. We got to share that with him. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody yeah. thinks. F it. That we're the Everybody F- gets a big letter F on right, their sweatshirt. Because at some point in mid July, we might be saying F. Oh, it. my God. July's going to suck. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now,
0: more Gresh and Fourier. On WEI. Huck it, talk Huck it, talk Huck it, talk In the movies, they always go out and find a kid who's really good to join the team hey, that's right
2: We need a ringer
0: We need a Canadian
1: We've seen Fourier on skates before So it, all of the talk is nonsense They're dinosaurs, they know how to, like, yeah. survive I
2: Gotta shout out Razor, that donut's for him Ah, don't
1: worry, I got Bruins plate. People get out of our way Oh revoir, have a good game
0: I gotta tell you, he's this, gotta love his intro. Song. No, no, no. This intro for Razor awesome. is now almost morphing into like Chandler Jones did it. No, sounds great. <laughs> Eleven twenty-six. Our guy Andrew Razor raycroft <laughs> with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Do you think it's? Uh, do you think it's gone down the road of uh, a Chandler Jones song? You're open there, uh, Razor, or or are you uh, vibing to it as only your Canadian ass could?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I vibe to the start with that that we keep adding on it's going to be like the whole segment is <laughs> just those highlights.
0: You know what? You know Here's what I'll do. Next week, okay, next week, uh I will personally, a Chandler Jones, you're open. I oh. will personally create my own open for you. Okay, next Friday at eleven twenty. Yeah, right. Ra- eleven twenty-five. Yeah, Razor's got another speaking engagement at no. the uh, Hanscom again. No, you're gonna love it, Razor. You're gonna love it. This is, he loves all my stuff. He's like, a, he's like, he's the best guest ever. Even the stupid things I say, you know, he doesn't hold me, hold it against me, and he laughs at all my jokes. He's a great friend, best friends, thunder buddies. He left. He's not even there anymore. You know what? I think he <laughs> might have dropped. <laughs> hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, Razor. Razor. Oh, we got you. There you go. Did you hear any of that? all of it. Oh, we can't hear you. Oh, hang on. We're going to – hold on. We'll put him on hold because it's uh, breaking up a little bit. So he might have been saying something and reacting completely to your uh, – Yeah. Billy or Nick, if we can check Razor, he was uh, kind of breaking up a little bit there. It might have been – okay, he dropped. So we clearly hit a a bad area with, uh, with Razor um I right. calling back don't don't go to March. okay just I mean. no because Razor will be uh back in a uh Razor will be back in a mirror yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna pull a Chandler Jones hockey talk uh, intro like I'll you know have my kids help me with it and uh you know the person that you really just pot a bunch of work on was Nick no no I'm gonna give it to him Done. No, you're oh, not. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, you're gonna do I'm going to do it myself. You're going to do this live? No, no, no. I'm going to record it. Over, like I'm going to, like, I'm going you to create it on your iPhone? Yeah, I'm going to get, you're it, like, gonna I'm going to create a, it? Yes. I'm oh, gonna have, like, I a, can't. I'm going to have some beats in the back. I cannot yeah. wait for this. Well, how hard can it be? Well, because I Incredibly understand hard. that, you know, technologically, you are functional. You missed what I said, though. What you? All right, then, so love I'm going to have my kids help me with it. Oh, that's cheating. No, why is that cheating? I have Nick help me with stuff. Well, he's paid to. Well, okay, and my kid gets to live in the house for free, and I feed them, and I drive them around. and uh, you Well, know, I, I mean... Help. You couldn't get them to help you set up something the other day. Yeah. We heard about it this morning. And that's a little unfair. Hey, I didn't wrap the... Oh, ra- that's different, though. Hey, kid, I didn't wrap the rascal, so you're going to have to help Dad here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Razor's back. Here we go. Now we can out get out in... Here. Now we can get into a uh, hockey talk with our guy Andrew Raycroft. Uh, last night's five-two win, uh, I thought the third period uh, really kind of stood out for the Bruins in a good way. What would you make of the final stanza of last night's game?
1: Uh they locked it down last night. Uh, really impre- like I had to double check that call. Like I know Colorado's great and they have a bunch of players, and then I, I was thinking maybe they've been losing games or maybe they have sixty-one points. Like these guys are the top of the league, and the Bruins made them look pedestrian in the third period, especially last night. Um, they jumped on them early, they let up a little bit maybe late in the second. Colorado had a push, but but they locked it down in the third. And after all the talk of blowing leads a little bit earlier in the season, uh, they put they put it to rest last night, anyways.
0: So uh, so Swayman's been getting a lot of love All Star Game, you know, back to back, like what I don't know how many games in a row he started. Um, I even think like during the I think during the telecast they were talking about his parents and how happy they are for him getting all these reps. But now that Olmark's basically back, how does does anything change?
1: I don't think so. No, I, I don't think anything changes. So, so back think, to
0: the old rotation, then I guess is my point.
1: Uh, yeah, back back to the old rotation. I would be interested to see if they go with maybe they go like a two game on, two game off rotation. Um maybe they go rotation, rotation. And then one week they pick one guy to play three in a row. And then the next guy plays three in a row. I, I, they might change that up. But, but I think at the end of the season, if everyone stays healthy, you're going to see that they've played the same amount of games still between now and, and the playoffs. And I think it, it just, it works. Um, and it work. And the other thing too, guys, right. The reason why it works now for Swayman to play six in a row is because he hasn't had to do it four times already this season. So, he has lots of energy if he needs to go in and play six. And Linus last season, when he had to go play 10 in a row, he had lots of energy and knew that he wouldn't have to do it the entire season. So these guys can do it over a shorter period of time. It's when you look into playing 60 games at that level in this league, that's that's when it gets difficult. So um, I, the rotation will go back, and it, it might not be one and one. It might be two and two. But, but I would suspect at the end of the season, barring injury, they're going to both have played 20 games by the end of the season so, from so here on out.
0: Under normal circumstances, Razor, like um how sh- how many reps, how many games should a starting goalie get? Like with no if you uh, 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 cuz I feel like this is a, you know, an outlier what the Bruins are doing.
1: It it is a bit of an outlier in that it's it's a 41-41 split essentially. Um of course, there's going to be a, you know, I think Allmark got to 48 last season cuz of the injuries, could be the same for Swayman. I think ideally the teams are looking for a 52 and 30. Uh, That would be, you know, if you had a starter and you had a good backup, you would probably get into that range uh, where the backup's playing 25 to 30 starts. And really no less than that because if you start creeping into 60 with the way the game's played now, with the schedule the way it is, with the travel and just what's expected from a goaltender now, you're you're pushing the, the exhaustion limit.
0: Our guy Andrew Raycroft of Nessun and WEI with us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's with us every Friday breaking down the Bruins. His second appearance for Razor this week because, of course, all hell broke loose down in uh, Foxborough last week. Hey, uh, Razor, I want to ask you about Jake DeBrusque, and help me with this quote. Uh, After the game, he said, I just feel like my feet are in a good position right now, and that goes hand in hand with everything in the game. Help me as a neophyte understand what he's talking about.
1: Well, I think I think it's it's his feet are moving and he's getting to the pl- the spots on the ice where uh, where the puck is. I think at at times over his career, um, Jake's really fast. He can skate around. He's got he's got great skills. I think at times he was where the puck wasn't, or he was a split second late. And I think what we see and what we've seen basically since the holiday vacation is. He's gotten his game to a place where he's reading it extremely well. He's, he's, he's second and third effort, right? There's always a second and third effort with to DeBrus when you bring that up. And when he's there and doing that and getting his feet to the right spot, he, he's a really effective player. Last night he was awesome. His 200-foot game, he made two or three amazing defensive plays, like amazing like, like Patrice Bergeron would make, right? Like where you'd be like, wow, that was a great defensive play. Um, not just a simple back check, like real solid effort plays. And it's no coincidence, guys, that when, when Jake DeBrusque scores and, and plays well, this Bruins team wins. And, and he's that complimentary game changer that that they need to go on a long run.
0: Like, he sucks me in, and I'm like, wow, this guy can really be something. And then there's, like, periods where he disappears. And it's like – DeBrusque is maddening Razor because, I mean – To think about it, like, Jake freaking DeBrusque. And Razor, you make a comp of a, hey, that's a Patrice Bergeron type play. Now, I get it that he's not going to be a Hockey Hall of Famer, but it's like, damn, DeBrusque, are you going to give a consistent year? Can you really tap into that potential? Because there are times where it seems like there's a big ceiling there, and then there are times where it's like, all right, get him off the damn ice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there is. And and, um, I I think – I think part of that problem, right, the part of the problem is there's two things with that. One is it's really hard to do that every single night in the National Hockey League. It's, it's really, really hard. And we've been spoiled. We are spoiled to watch Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron do it every single night. And we think that that's the norm and that, that's the way it should be. But, but you guys know, like, there's... Everybody in the NFL can have a great practice, can have a great game. It's, it's the consistency that makes you a Hall of Famer. And watching Bergeron, watching Marshan, I think we expect sometimes to, for everyone else to be able to do it 82 times. But th- there's just times where you, you don't feel good for two weeks or you just can't get there for two weeks of a period. And that's seven games in the NHL, and you don't score. Uh, and, but that's pretty normal for most of the guys in the league. Uh, it's the Pasternak's, it's the Marchands, it's the Bergerons that, that doesn't happen to. So, I, I think in that respect, Jake kind of gets the short end of the stick sometimes in that we expect him to do it every night, but it's really hard to do it 80 times.
0: Yeah, I feel like Lindholm is like, it was somewhat in that category in a way where you know he wasn't really playing well, but I feel like he's kind of turned it up, at least lately. What your thoughts on him?
1: It's a great look for you, coming through with a, it absolutely, it's the same. It's the same idea. He's still he plays 20 minutes every night, guys. He, he's a he's a top three defenseman on any team in the National Hockey League. I think he spoiled us a little bit for the 12-game stretch that McAvoy was out last season where he just absolutely took on the first guy and was like a Norris Trophy. Like, it's hard to do it 82 times. So I think he has to pace himself. I, he's a veteran in the league now, so he recognizes where he has to pace himself. And I think last night you see it where you challenge him to play against Nate McKinnon, who's one of the best players in the world. He goes with McAvoy and they're locked down and he's moving up and down the ice. And that's the other thing too, is that he's had to play a bit more of a defensive role. He's been playing with Brandon Carlo all season. So they're playing the best offensive lines all season where he goes with McAvoy and he knows he can go because McAvoy is going to be there to back him up. So, I, it's a it's a great analogy, Fourier. And and again, there, there's nights where you just can't do everything, um, and, and very few guys can. So Lindholm's in a great spot. He's very important for this team.
0: Uh, were you uh, ready to break big news that Patrice Bergeron was going to come back, or did you just laugh at the reports?
1: No, I was laughing quite hard, uh, very 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 <laughs> hard laughing at those reports. And I mean, how how us media people get away with just throwing stuff out there when Basically, we know what the truth is anyways to get likes is uh is something else, but uh no we're not, i I feel very confident in saying we're not going to see Patrice Bergeron play this
0: season so instead of uh Patrice Bergeron rumors, you choose the uh, thirst trap photos to get your clicks and likes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah, I'm a thrift trap guy, and I, I, I don't really still know what that means. I just know it. It's, it's well, not ideal. For well, let the me, let me, let me
0: see. Like, have you ever taken a selfie of yourself with your shirt off while at the beach, and then sent it out? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, no. just, okay, no. so no. Right, how about this one? Are you have you ever taking a picture? of of like a glass of scotch or a beer and said, "Oh, I'm so relaxed now. Are you one of those guys? Cuz I hate those guys." No, I'm not. Okay, doing good. That You're either. good. You belong no, no, here. You belong with us. No
1: food pictures, no oh, yeah. like. Oh yeah. Look no, what I'm about to eat.
0: That. My life's better than yours. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: No, I'm not going to try and fool uh, anyone uh, into thinking that my life's better than theirs. I, I worked really hard.
0: Work. Look, I'm going to have a glass of scotch. The drone shot I'm hunting <laughs> a bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh, do we have his oh, uh, this Instagram? Is up I think right it's now? his Instagram. I'm pretty okay, sure we're looking that, at it right now. The coup pulled it up, and uh, no, just There's real official stuff. Well, you know what? There isn't yeah. on there. You know what there isn't on there a photo of Jaffe. No balds are on uh, Razor's Instagram. <laughs> I feel like Jaffe just if he went full uh, like he's just oh my! Look at this picture of him in this wedding outfit. Oh no, this was this was uh, Mary's Razor at the awards show. He's like 22 or something oh, like my that. God. Jeez, yeah, boy, you look young yeah. back oh, then. Oh, there actually oh, is. Actually, no. Oh, there, we got a picture. Uh, but you that's a, hold on. This is a family okay. photo on a giant pedal boat with a slide. Wow, that thing looks awesome. Where oh, was, yeah.
1: where was oh, that? That's unbelievable, guys. That that I was. We went to we went to Portugal last summer, and uh. like we get to the beach, and like we have to bring these to the Cape guys. This is a business. Absolutely. This is a business you can rent those suckers on the cape down that on the awesome. north shore south shore it was fun awesome. that Just,
0: looks that really honestly god i'm with you on this Boogie a- and razor. Hold Let's on. go. Rent some boogie boards too. Well, hang on. Can I add to this business <laughs> model? Let's make sure we have a couple of boats and slides for larger people. You're right. Because the one thing we don't need is Chris Schime's big ass sliding down yeah. there and get falling right through and getting stuck. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I Billy do. and I are smart enough to stay away, but there'll be some dub of who who like be pedaling along, climb up there, slide down that thing, fall through it, and then there are national punch. I slides. can't believe Portugal has this little like. those little pedaling boats with a slide and I haven't seen one. I've never seen one in the United States ever on a lake, at a Uh, beach ever. It's amazing. We literally I
1: we ran down the. as soon as we saw this the kids and I ran down the beach to get like we couldn't rent that <laughs> thing fast it was the most inc- I'm like this is amazing awesome. I love, it. It, I love it
0: that it wasn't the kids ran down there it was the kids and I oh, ran yeah. down there they didn't have to talk dad into it absolutely no. I would be doing the same thing shirtless razor running on the beach to go get the pedal boat with the slide <laughs> there's your thirst trap photo right there Baywatch That's baby it. <laughs> uh, Razor, thank you, buddy. I know it was a uh, double hitter this week. We really appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.
1: You too, guys. Thanks. Have all right, great all right, there you all right go. see ya.
0: And there's uh, there's a photo of uh, Razor, smart man, has a golden retriever. Just love those.
1: I'm a thrift trap guy.
0: <laughs> yes, I don't great, know what it
1: is, but I am one.
0: Great line. That is fantastic. And uh, Razor in that looked like a cold. Was that a cold it or a hot like tub? It. Look at like cold like, tub. That's the other, but you know what I'm talking about yeah, with like, cool. you know. So that's another Hardo move. I, I'm surprised he threw that in there. He's during the snow. It's snow everywhere. Obviously the winter. He's in a cold tub, cold plunge, right outside. Yeah, which is what the Russians use to toughen up their kids. I saw this one video of this, <laughs> of this one Russian dad just grabbing these kids by the arm, <laughs> dumping them in this cold tub, making them go under it. And the caption says, "This is why we're tougher than you." I have no way to train gymnasts. Freeze them. And then they get nice and limber afterwards. But you know what I'm talking about? With, got with a beautiful dog. You know what I'm talking about? The guys that like the picture of the scotch, the cigar, like the meal, like, uh, look, I'm just relaxing with my drink and I'm, my life is so awesome. I hate those pictures. I think I did it once, maybe years ago, and I was like, I feel like years, year. my ass, years ago. I don't have that. You years, know, I don't, hours. I don't have access. No, I don't have access. Are that, you so. kidding me? You have other people that are on that thing. Posting thirst I'm not going to send. I'm not going to send a picture of the beach with my feet, like a little, like you know, sunset with my feet, and just look at me. I'm relaxing on the beach because I'm awesome. So now I know that if I ever like go on vacation or go somewhere, yeah, send or, like, me a picture know, of your feet. No, you know what it is. I'll send you a picture of my just bare ass. And <laughs> there you I go. Would, yeah, I like that better, that bad, buddy. I like that Everything better, be. like a plumber's crack. It, I, oh, that's no. What I, that's not what I, I want. Full blow. That's how I roll around the beach, by the way. What, with the Massive, plumber's crack? Oh, yeah. nothing oh, stop fits. it. I, uh, my kids hate me for it. They yell at me. He's like, why won't you pull your pants up? Well, it's not like you're walking around in a banana hammock. I mean, you got like regular I did that sort too, of pull-up. Yeah, I'm, I did we're, do that we're to, all aware. I did that to them as oh, a punishment. to them? As a punishment, yeah. They were talking smack. They didn't think I'd do it. I said, fine. I went to the store. I got, like, the smallest banana hammock I could find, and I rolled around yelling for them yeah. as they ran away from me. See, this is also a bit of a humble brag from, uh, from Fourier here. Not in at all. In that, you're com- – you, oh, I'm a, little, I'm a little chubby. I can't see my sixth ab. But you have confidence enough to walk no, around in a speedo even nothing, to torture your kids. It had nothing to do with confidence. No, but they you're, were, Of course you do. It was borderline a G-string, and they were – I told them that they kept you know popping off I was gonna embarrass them, and they would never forget. Oh no, you're not! I'll say fine. I'll be right back. And sure as hell, all their friends and all these fans, like I'm like, "What's up, guys? What's up?" And all the women were like staring, no, and it was disgusting. It was. I'll, I, I have a video of it. I'll actually show it to you. Oh, I don't. I don't. I, I trust you. <laughs> you don't want to see it? <laughs> I trust. Come on, you let that. me Let me. Let me. Let me go find it. Oh God! Uh, lunchtime parlay. Hey, think of that while getting ready. The lunch, your lunch, in the yeah, lunchtime right? parlay. and the lunch. I parlay Fourier and his speedo
2: next.
1: Yo, what's up, guys?
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, Medella. Is your reward, Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: A U D A C Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W E E I.
0: I got to tell you, I was so excited this morning. To get up and check the scores because i knew billy hit that uh jake the anytime goal pacers were looking good against the kings and then i tapped out and i saw that utah didn't cover and i ran i'm like ah tell me stanford covered nope they lost In fact, like they lost yeah. by like 14 I was on the wrong end of that. was down at one point in time Uh, by 19 points. I wanted so bad for Stanford to hit so we could just be just unmerciful on you because Billy hit. On me? Well, yeah, because, listen, Billy gets a lot of them wrong, I understand. But he also adds value. Well, Nick Nick got his right (laughs) last night. Oh yeah, no I suck at this. <sighs> no, but you No, you it. take swings. That's You're, what you do. Yeah, you don't, you don't you don't come up swings. you don't come up with big faux theories yeah. or green anything light, like that. Green light or, on 3 and 0. Oh. There you go. Oh yeah, definitely. That's it. <laughs> that might be Billy's motto. Green that light on 3 and 0. Oh. I actually <laughs> thought that we had a good chance too just because I I just everything that I thought was going to have oh, doesn't matter. I'm so much I'm going to win today. No, I was only making the point that if I made mine, we would have tortured you, but we both missed. I, so I would wear work. the anchor. I'd wear the anchor. That's true. Nobody's worn the anchor yet this year, have they? Uh, I think Nick has worn it. Maybe. Nope. No, it's the other way. Nick wore the crown twice. No, the anchor. Definitely uh, um, the anchor. All right, there you go. <laughs> By the way, Fourier is things. Fourier's 20-0. He's like the Celtics with his picks. <laughs> he's a Lunchtime Barley presented by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, official sportsbook at WEI. Uh, we are going to break down the playoff games in about a half hour from now, maybe a little more than that. But uh, we are doing picks today sort of based around the, uh, the NFL playoff games. There is a UFC pay-per-view this weekend. There is some ability to make some money on that, so I would say – if you uh, do like your MMA, you do some homework. There is some uh, possibilities like uh, over uh, or over what would it be? Over a round and a half for like the main event with Strickland and Duplessis. But anyway, I digress. I'm going to start, Christian. You know, there's uh, the old adage when there were the two, the the one, and the two seeds each got to buy, and then it was oh, somebody who's off is going to lose and. Those numbers in the past couple of years, it's four and two of the number one seeds. And it was Green Bay who got popped and Tennessee who got popped. I just think this is a bad spot for Houston. Baltimore's ready. It feels like it's their time. I know Mark Andrews isn't playing, but they're healthy enough. I'm going to actually lay the nine and a half with Baltimore because I feel like this is where Cinderella kind of... Loses the glass slipper yeah, it turns for it back into a pumpkin. Hey, right? yeah. it's a great year for them. Absolutely, congratulations! They are on their way. This was a big step forward, but it feels like things are starting to line up for Baltimore to get back to a super. I know Bowl. it's a monster number, and I was curious, uh, you know, just about that game in general. But I do think they blow them out. I do too. And he they did play tilting. the opening week, and it was twenty-five to nine. Not that you can go back all the way to September and go, oh, there's a message there, but I'm I'm with you. Baltimore needs different. Baltimore needed the week off maybe more than anybody in the NFL, and it's going to set them up for success. Billy, what do you got, friend? 49 is at home against the Packers. I'm taking a George Kittle anytime touchdown. I like it. There you go. Tight end, T-E-U. is all fired up about that. I agree. I like it. Uh, Chicken Nick, what do you got?
1: I'm going with what might be the game of the weekend in the Chiefs and the Bills. The oh. Bills are riddled with injuries. They have no Gabe Davis, a bunch of their defenses out. The Chiefs defense is really good and Josh Allen is prone to making mistakes. So, give me the Chiefs to win in Buffalo.
0: And then finally, Christian Hoye. All right, so I'm taking this is kind of obscure, I would guess, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. over 34 and a half receiving yards. Okay, so all the starters have had at least, look, well, just call it three weeks off, right? Because mm-hmm. they didn't play in that last game of the season. So they've had tons of rest. This guy's a two catch, like big play guy. Lots of play action, different mentality. He will be involved in this game. Mm-hmm. And he's rested, he's healthy. And I know they got a ton of weapons but I can easily see him having 2 to 3 catches for like 60 yards. It's not going to be, you know, slip screens, it's down the field run after catch. Yeah. 3 or 4 for 40 yards, 50 yards. I think yards that's amazing it's so low. I think people are under Valuing, like, you know, they just don't think he can do it. So, anyways, over 34 and a half yards. All right, so we have Baltimore minus the points. George Kittle, anytime touchdown. Chiefs on the money line. OBJ, over 34 and a half receiving yards. Folks, your 10 bucks will turn into a nice weekend of $158.05 on that parlay. And I would dare say, if you don't like any of those picks, maybe look at Isaiah Likely for the first team touchdown for Baltimore. But 158.05. Can't beat that baby We'll get that out on social media Gresh Fourier W-E-E-I on Twitter Gresh and Fourier Spell out the A A-N-D D in between our last names On Instagram Uh, Another name is in In the interview poll And oh boy We're clearly going young, young, young We'll tell you all about what's going on down at Gillette And do you feel pandered to as a fan? That's next